0: happy halloween all you nostalgic headless horsemen
1: welcome to 9021 here we go the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the beverly hills 90210 franchise from fox to the cw
0: one of us is a spooky 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice
1: <laughs> i'm kendra mickles and i've seen these episodes for the first time
0: I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all.
1: Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include 90s Music Got Me Like, This and Dorian Life, and previously on X Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today
0: we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 7, Episode 7 Fearless.
1: Not to be confused with the Taylor Swift album of the same
0: I name i don't think anyone would confuse the two but it's well a good... she's
1: on her big eras tour so she's on That's everyone's true. mind right you know now.
0: i was i was part of that whole crash kendra she's doing a show right around my wife's birthday and i was like refreshing trying to surprise her with tickets to no avail <laughs> to no avail you
1: fool you absolutely ticketmaster fool. was
0: like uh we don't have tickets what do you mean <laughs> uh, No, do no, we don't what have are them.
1: tickets i don't know all right, let's tune in to CU TV. This year you can replay each day at 5 right here on your very own news network, CU TV. This episode first aired on October 30th, 1996. Yes. Birthday is October 23rd. Jessica Stroop, who plays the older Aaron Silver, turned 10. We haven't seen Aaron uh, in a while. We haven't like, seen
0: Jackie in a while. Yeah. That's
1: true. But, like, I feel like they talk about Aaron. Like, even in this episode, they're like, Aaron yeah. wanted some pie, but we haven't seen her in a while. I
0: know. Yeah. Working with kids. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> October 24th, Sinead Grimes-Beach, who plays Annie in the CW years, turned 7. Yeah. Yeah. And October 26, James Pickens Jr., who played Henry in the Beach Club episodes, turned 42. I miss Henry. I do.
0: I liked those beach years. That was really, I feel like those are the ones that I really got invested to it back in the day. And I think that's true of everyone, just because it was the only thing on in the summer. (laughs) But I really liked the Beach Club era.
1: Yeah, I agree. Movies, October twenty-fifth, thinner, a horror movie based on Stephen King's novel, is released.
0: I don't know that one.
1: I have never heard of that one. Uh I've and heard I of really the movie, yeah, I didn't Stephen King. Yeah. Nick, it's almost my pick for our book, um, for the book club I'm in, and I am okay. kind of considering uh The Gunslinger. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Mm. The Gunslinger is Stephen King's the first in the Dark Tower series. It is uh really, really heavily influenced by Clint Eastwood's, like, The Man With No Name trilogy, like Fistful of Dollars and all that. When I read it, I had just read those, and it's such an obvious Mm. homage that I found it annoying, but I don't particularly like fantasy anyway, so the combination of fantasy and ripping off those movies did not work for me, but I know a lot of people who swear by the Dark Tower series, so...
1: Well, The the Gunslinger's been sitting on my shelf for a really long time, and I'm kind of wanting to pick something very out of the box for yeah. our group, so I don't well, know. Well, it's
0: short, it's, it's a, you know. I know, and, and that's good for our group for as well. Especially for Stephen King, it's a good, it moves, you know. So yeah. maybe I, you like it, I don't well,
1: know. I'll, I'll keep thinking about that. Uh, okay. November 1st, Dear God, with Greg Kinnear.
0: <laughs> I remember that movie, do you know what that is?
1: No, but I like Greg Kinnear.
0: It's like Greg Kinnear and I wanna say Laurie Metcalf and they work, they're like postal workers and they have all these envelopes addressed to God and they start opening them and trying to like do nice things for the people who are sending letters to God. It's a basic premise. Is which... it
1: still illegal if you're if they're addressed it, yeah. to God? Okay, it
0: is. It's it's a federal offense to open somebody else's <laughs> mail, Kendra. Yeah, so don't even think about it.
1: I would never. Also on November 1st, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes was released.
0: I feel like I've told the story about going to see this movie a million times, but you're going to hear it one more time. (laughs) My friend Rochelle and I orchestrated an elaborate double date to go see this movie. She wanted to go with my friend Dan. I wanted to go with her friend Jessica. We worked it all out. We arranged the seatings. We had a great time. Worked out for Rochelle, not so much for this guy. But I saw Romeo and Juliet in theaters, and we all felt very like metropolitan. And then we went to the food court, and I uh, I ordered my um, I ordered my hamburger without pickles, so I wouldn't have to awkwardly pick pickles off in front of girls. So there you go. Huh? Okay. Yeah.
1: All yeah. right. Um, that I don't think you've ever told that story before. Actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well. I watched then. I watched this movie when I was in high school. So I'm going to guess I, wa- I watched it in like 2007 or 2008. And okay. it's one of those movies where I like, I wanted to like it so yeah. much because it's like this, you know, it's just this like iconic, like the, you know, the vision of the two of them, yeah. in her and her wings or whatever. So it was one of those movies that for a while I was like, oh, I love this movie. But then I was like, do I though? yeah did i enjoy I mean, this movie it's
0: cool the way they stick to the original script and everything i don't know that it's like a great viewing experience i do remember thinking that claire danes was like beautiful oh in she's this movie. beautiful i was beautiful. very like wow look at her and leonardo you know.
1: dicaprio you know wonderful as ever i should probably okay, watch okay. it again
0: <laughs> but here's the thing about leonardo dicaprio in the 90s he was coming off of playing like the little kid on Growing Pains, the sitcom with Kurt Cameron. Uh-huh. And so for me, it was like, wait, the dork from Growing Pains is dating this like beautiful Juliet? <laughs> I don't think so.
1: I don't believe it.
0: I don't it. buy it.
1: <laughs> well, I should probably watch it again.
0: Yeah, maybe. You like Baz Lorman's other stuff, right? I, mean, I do. Moulin Rouge. And Love yeah, yeah. Moulin Rouge. Elvis, of course. Elvis
1: was great. Yeah. yeah. All right, TV, October 11th, Kablam, a hybrid mm. animation-style sketch show debuted on Nickelodeon.
0: I remember Kablam, yeah.
1: I remember the name, but I don't think I ever watched it.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: October 25th, Steve Irwin's The Crocodile Hunter debuted on Animal Planet. It aired 78 episodes and specials and spawned spinoffs and a feature film.
0: That's true. All of that's correct.
1: R.I.P. I... Yeah. I, I am... Still sad about it. I know. Steve I know you are. It's just yeah. It's just so sad.
0: It is. It's horrible.
1: November second, the classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon aired the final of 193 episodes.
0: Yeah, boy, that was a run. I'm, I, I'm actually shocked that it was 193 episodes because I feel like there were about 25 episodes that I saw hundreds of times. <laughs> so, and I did the the later. Do you, i mean you've seen this show i'm sure you've yes, seen bits and yes, pieces of, of the classic okay the late seasons and like these episodes here were so weird like the animation style and the new characters it went really bonkers towards the end i was not watching it at this point but i had pizza hut tapes like april foolish was one where april pretends to be like a european princess That I've seen a billion times because I had it on VHS. So I loved the show.
1: I'm excited for the new movie that's coming out as of time of recording. It
0: looks so good. It looks really good. It looks like they're actually teenagers and everything. It looks fun.
1: (laughs) Music. October 28th, The Beatles Anthology Volume 3 was released. And unlike the first two volumes, this featured no new tune from the Thredles.
0: That's true. And that's kind of a drag because there were other ones that they were working on and they just like... I don't know. It just didn't pan out, and so they were like, whatever. We gave them two. But it's irritating that the first two have uh, Free as a Bird and Real Love, and number three is just like, whatever. But the the anthology stuff is really cool, and volume three features a lot of stuff, um, like early takes of Paul McCartney, like junk and different things that ended up on all things must pass things like that that ended up on solo beetle albums and here on anthology three you can kind of hear all of the Beatles working on them together mm. as if they might have been Beatles tracks had they stayed together so it's pretty cool cool yeah
1: october 29th slash announced he was leaving guns and roses though he oh. would he would return officially in 2016
0: there you go it's a with big his break. hat
1: yeah Yep. Yeah. November 4th, Spice, the debut album of the Spice Girls, was released in the UK. It would eventually hit number one on the US and UK charts and was certified platinum many times and in many countries. Yeah, in the
0: 90s, it was the Spice Girls world, you know. We were just We were visiting. just living in it, yep. That's all, yep.
1: <laughs> yep, I uh, I only knew, like, a few of their songs, but I had yep. friends that just, you know, were obsessed with them. and yeah um i always baby spice was always my favorite for some reason i don't know why Mm -hmm. november 5th the soundtrack to beavis and butthead do america was released featuring tracks from the red hot chili peppers ll cool j and no doubt and it was certified gold in the u.s
0: that's right I had never seen this movie before, but I did just watch it when I was at your house. Yeah,
1: thanks a lot, because now my husband keeps doing Beavis and Butthead impressions, and my whole (laughs) thing with them is I can't stand their voices. Uh, (laughs) If I could watch it on mute with just Uh, captions, it would be fine. So I've had to ban him from doing that.
0: Yeah, he and I went down a real rabbit hole, because we watched Beavis and Butthead. We watched the reboot of the show that's on Paramount+. Plus. We watched beavis and butthead do america and then we watched beavis and butthead do the world or the universe do the universe yeah which is um just came out and it was uh, it was a good time it was a good time all around
1: well so glad you had a good time yeah
0: i'm glad i'm glad you're glad
1: (laughs) video games october 31st command and conquer red alert was released for dos this is the second game in the long running franchise
0: yeah all my friends played command and conquer it was not my jam those strategy games it was like that and civilization and i'm just like no thanks (laughs) i don't want to do that i'll play some minesweeper over here
1: (laughs) uh one other thing to mention november 5th bill clinton defeated republican nominee bill dole securing bob dole bob dole sorry securing a second term as president that's right that's
0: he sure did right i remember that well
1: i vaguely remember it all right nick take us beyond the zip code
0: Okay. In 2023, Michelle Hurd, who played Rachel Gray in the CW years, completed her three-season run as Raffi Musiker on Star Trek Picard. She and Jerry Ryan also reprised their roles as Raffi and Seven of Nine for the original audio drama No Man's Land the previous year.
1: Good. Uh
0: I've had a hate-hate relationship with Star Trek Picard, Kendra. Uh, the first two seasons, amongst the worst moments of television ever created... The third season with the whole original crew back is still clunky, but seeing them all together, just hanging out, playing poker, being the old team, it did it eventually got to me. I'm not too proud to admit that eventually season three of Picard won me over.
1: I'm gonna get back to it one day, though your your dislike of it has not uh, given me much motivation.
0: Truly, you could watch season three. And be totally fine. Like, absolute <laughs> li- nothing from season two crosses over. And there's little things from season one that you can just pick up with context clues. You could watch season three. In fact, my co-host over on But Have You Tried never watched any of the others. And just started season three as if it was its own thing. And it was very successful for her. So I think you could do it.
1: Well, I'm making my way through Gossip Girl right now. Which, by oh, the way, several <laughs> plot course. lines that are just, like, straight from 90210. So rip off i know like a lot of like there was a plot recently where uh this kid is having to uh sleep with this older woman so she'll give him money to help his family and i was like like colin and his (laughs) (laughs) his uh arrangement he had with his art person
0: claudia sure
1: That's just one of many examples.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anyway,
1: let's look at our synopsis for this week's episode, Fearless. It's Halloween and Donna and Cliff are on duty at Alpha's Haunted House. Kelly and Mark are there too and things are heating up for both couples. Meanwhile, that's not a fire reference. There's no fire. No, it in says this there's episode.
0: no fire this time, nothing. No.
1: Meanwhile, still reeling from his breakup, Steve hires an escort when he learns Claire is taking Dick Harrison to the Halloween party at the Peach Pit After Dark. Brandon and Tracy attend separately together. Kenny agrees to pay Valerie a hundred thousand dollars if she will terminate her pregnancy. <laughs> Finally, David blows off his grandpa's birthday party, and things take a tragic turn.
0: Yes, they do.
1: Oh, boy. Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills?
0: Today's episode was written by Larry Mullen and directed by Harvey Frost. If you don't recognize the name, Kendra, that's because this is his first time directing over here uh, in 90210. Uh, He would direct four more episodes of this, plus two episodes of Melrose Place. He directed several episodes of The New *Adams Family and several Christmas movies, but from what I could tell, none of them starred 90210 alums, so...
1: Boo. Are they even good, then?
0: No. Welcome to the fold, Harvey Frost. Lots of returning players, Kendra. Joseph Gian as Kenny Bannerman. Dalton James as Mark Reese. Greg Vaughn as Cliff Yeager, who is just Joe. It's just Joe... <laughs> again. Like, take Joe, yeah. give him a functional heart, and you have Cliff <laughs> Yeager.
1: I like uh, Cliff better than Joe, I
0: think. Yeah, okay. Uh, Dan Gaudier as Dick Harrison back. Matthew Lawrence as Mel Silver. Michael Durell as Dr. Martin. We haven't seen him in a while either. Felice is in Houston. What are you going to do? Felice, felice is in houston uh final appearance we have some final appearances here jenny ing is a student we've seen her in a couple different episodes now but this is her swan song and i can't even tell you which one she was so please don't ask me <laughs> uh last time we'll see sydney cole as diane bannerman so do with that hmm. what you will but we've okay. seen the last of diane other cast includes kimiko gelman as tammy ashida she had recurring roles on csm miami and 13 reasons why we have Gloria Loring as Mrs. Cleveland, who also appeared on Saved by the Bell the college years, plus over 700 episodes as Liz Chandler over on Days of Our Lives, it's like Sands in the Hourglass, Kendra. Joseph Whip as the Fire Captain. He has a million credits, two episodes of Merrill's Place, plus old stuff like Lou Grant TJ Hooker, and new stuff like 911 Lone Star and Groanish, which I'm currently watching through. We have. Christopher Marquette as Alex the little boy
1: who's like a haunted house scares me take me under your wing I recognized him immediately though I didn't look up okay what I know him from but he's been in a a million things other
0: things okay well he recurs as Chris Lucado on Barry so Hmm. if you're watching Barry with Bill Hader all right we have uh, Mara Soden as Alex's mom seen here in a postal uniform costume or not you decide I don't know (laughs)
1: I know. I was like, "She does she work for the post office?" Is yeah. she still in Halloween costume? I don't, We don't
0: know. We don't know. We, we don't know. But she was on new girl and Parks and Rec, and finally, <laughs> Mason Storm, who appeared in episodes of Caroline in the City later on, is here credited as extreme skateboarder, and I just wanted that to be
1: known—that the extreme
0: to even... skateboarder. Was, uh, was it by a Mason's costume, term?
1: or was there somebody skateboarding? I don't remember. I,
0: I, I can't even tell you. I just like that the credits said extreme skateboarder. That's why we're here.
1: Not a regular skateboarder.
0: No, he's extreme.
1: Extreme. All right, let's get into this episode, Fearless. Okay. We start <laughs> at an award ceremony. What the heck? <laughs> Donna's getting an award for saving a baby deer during the fire.
0: Okay, that was insane because all Donna did was like put all the firemen in danger, put herself in danger, cost them a ton of money to go down and save her like she was a public menace. Not a public hero.
1: Yeah, definitely. Stupid. should not be getting an award. But she's one of like six people who are like the heroes of the fire is the what they call her. Heroes,
0: them. yeah. Yep. So stupid. This, this lady fell down a hill instead of evacuating. Give her an award. <laughs> also... She looked like she just got out of the shower. I don't know what was happening with her hair in that I scene, didn't like was, her
1: hair at all in this It was episode. rough the whole time. Yeah. She was
0: really going for the wet look, but not in like a sleek way. In like a she just came in from the rain kind of way. It was
1: yeah. Don't like
0: not it. Not good. Not don't good, like girl. It.
1: Well, Cliff is there, and so is Dr. Martin and Kelly. They're all very proud of her. And Of
0: course. Why isn't yeah.
1: Cliff getting an award? He's the because one who rescued her.
0: Because it was a citizen...
1: Oh, a and citizen he, thing. Okay. he
0: was on the clock yeah
1: gotcha gotcha well they're all very proud of her um kelly and donna are going to head back to the alpha house to get ready for the haunted house they're putting on for the children and cliff wants to come and help he wants yeah. to help them set up
0: he's thirsty much cliff
1: <laughs> kenny's office is the next scene Valerie calls him to say she has a gynecologist appointment the next day. And would he please meet her there? Mm-hmm. Kenny is having a very hard time handling all of this. He just can't yeah. believe it's happening. Yeah, He's very upset. And she's like, I have your baby. Get used to it. Meet me at yeah. the gynecologist.
0: Hey, Kenny's going through a lot. He impregnated his mistress, who is the <laughs> young daughter of one of his friends. Okay? very <laughs> daughter. It's too much. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, so he, he does agree to meet her at the office. And that's that's our cold open. So after the intro, we go to the Alpha house where they are setting up a very elaborate haunted house. For I sure. Mean, they I truly loved... transformed the, the Alpha house.
0: They did. And I liked all the Halloween jazz also that was playing <laughs> so much in the background. Jazz. So I guess this answers the question that maybe Donna didn't quit. She just publicly humiliated the other Alphas and stayed on board, I guess.
1: Right. Because I
0: thought she quit, but she, she's running a haunted house. I guess house, so. she
1: just quit being the chairperson, but of she's the still in the recruitment or whatever. Okay, whatever. whatever. All right, okay. Whatever. Cliff is there being very helpful, hanging up speakers and all sorts of stuff, and he says that he wants to come tomorrow for the actual haunted house, and you know, help out, However, help out, see sure. see the 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 house in action. Mark is also there helping out, and he and Kelly end up in this like bat tunnel Mm. thing.
0: Yeah, bat tunnel of love, more like (laughs) it.
1: Spider tunnel. Yeah, and yes, they're very uh, close proximity. Sure. He stopped by because he bought some books to give to Kelly to help her get to know him.
0: Yes. I did
1: not write down the titles of these books. Did you, perchance, write them down?
0: I didn't write him down. I looked him up to see if I'd read him before, but the the gimmick was sort of like one was a favorite of Dylan and one was a favorite of Brandon. Mm. So Okay. I guess I guess Mark just has it all. All this and floppy hair too.
1: You know what? I'm not hating Mark and Kelly. I mean we'll see we'll see where it goes, but I do think they have chemistry. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. Brandon doesn't seem to give one fart about it. So No.
0: No, is that a common phrase? Yeah, I've never, a I've flying, never heard
1: that. He doesn't give a flying fart. I don't,
0: I don't think, think he's usually say fart there, but okay, I get, <laughs> I get it.
1: Well, Kelly li- likes that he gave her these books, and they end up kissing in this spider tunnel. Yeah, um, which they have not done before.
0: No, I think that you? was that was a new development. Yeah, okay. that was new.
1: All right, we go to I just wrote dorm. Oh, it must be Steve and Claire. Yeah, they're like in the dorms or something. I don't know, and they're they're talking about their breakup, and he's like, "I can't believe you're gonna break up with me because I kissed another girl."
0: No, I wrote that down too. I was I'm like, like if that that's is, not a reason, that's why. That's why you would.
1: <laughs> I don't know what a good reason would be. Yeah. So she says she's gonna go to the after party, uh, the after dark opening, because it's like it's like a opening reopening, but it's a holly Halloween party at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I don't know. Um, She's going to go with Dick Harrison. And Steve's like, well, if you're getting a date, then I'm getting a date. She says, is it a contest? And he says, no, it's a war.
0: Oh, all's fair in love and war. That's
1: what they say. We go to the CUTV studio where Brandon is looking over letters that people have written in to the studio. Uh, um, An overwhelming amount of them are how amazing... Tracy is and how they want pictures of her legs Yeah, and her toes. mostly they're like,
0: show us that butt, yeah. Tracy. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. So Mark is kind of, you know, trying to get Brandon to ask out Tracy. He's like, I know she doesn't have a date. I know she likes you. Like, you should ask yeah. her to go to the After Dark for the party.
0: Yeah. And I, I seriously, I, I, I can't tell if Mark is trying to couple Brandon up to clear the way for Kelly, like if he wants Brandon to be coupled up so that Uh, he can, or if it's just, you know, he's just a little Cupid. I I don't know, maybe it's both.
1: I did not think about him trying to get Brandon out of the way, actually. I guess I
0: felt like that's why he was being as pushy as he was. Maybe. But maybe not.
1: Maybe. And Brandon says he doesn't want to make the same mistake as last year, getting together with someone he works with. Yeah. We saw how that turned out. Yeah. But he'll think about it. At the peach pit, Steve is asking David if he knows anybody who it could be his date, but Dale Yeah, like liked, the
0: girl he got caught kissing? Wow. That's uh yeah. that's uh that is war.
1: Yeah, that is. But David said, you know, David doesn't have anybody for him. Val is also there doesn't have anybody for him. Nat says, "Hey, I have this friend who runs an elite escort service." Escort service, yeah. And he vouches for them. He's like, it's not a sex thing. It's just they're very pretty women who will go on a date with you. And of course. Steve's like, all right, set me up. I'll I'll look them up. Mel is there, as I said before, getting a piece of pie for Aaron before they hit the road to Palm Springs. To go see David's grandpa for his 71st birthday. Yes. And this is the uh, same grandparents that we went to their house.
0: Yeah. In Palm Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the the early early days. days. Yeah.
1: Yep. And he's trying to get David to come with them. But David is just not interested in going for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, stop trying to make me do things I don't want to do. Well, and
0: he's supposed to I don't think we ever see this, but he's supposed to DJ at the peach pit. Right. But I don't think that ever actually happens. And No, he not... just
1: stands around the peach pit.
0: Yeah. And it's also not his grandpa's actual birthday. Like they're having the party then, but the birthday's not until next month. And he's like, whatever, I'm not gonna change my plans to go. But he's real Aggressive about it, you know? I think know? he's
1: just trying to be rebellious against Mel because he, like, had to give in to going back to college so that he wouldn't yeah. be cut off money-wise. And yeah. I think he's just taking his rebellions where he can. I think you're right. Yeah. So Mel's like, fine. That's fine. Do what you want. All right. We go to Reston Medical Center where Valerie is in the waiting room talking with some pregnant ladies And one of them make a joke about like, oh, I've been trying so hard. And something about uh, I heard you can dye the pregnancy test blue to like get a positive result. Uh And Valerie was like, I've heard that too. And then she gets up and leaves. And they're like, oh, you can take my appointment. And she says, no, I didn't have an appointment anyway.
0: Mm. why
1: would she go all the way up and just sit in the waiting room just to leave i mean i know she needs to meet him there but also why go whatever (laughs)
0: yeah maybe she's covering her bases maybe she thinks he might come up and check or whatever maybe she should have grabbed a pamphlet. that's all i'm saying just have some proof
1: i was right nick she's faking it (gasps) i knew it valerie valerie i knew it so she meets Kenny in the parking lot and he's like, how did it go? And she's like, I'm still pregnant five weeks <laughs> along. It's yeah. you, it's your baby. He very like pretty much immediately is like, I love you, but you can't have this baby. Like mm-hmm. we both know that, right? You, this yeah. baby, it's not a thing that can happen. Yeah. And she's like, well, maybe this was a, you know, I understand, but maybe this was a sign that you need to change your life. Like, you need to talk to your wife. You need to tell her about us. It's kind of a silly plan, because if she's going to give in on the whole getting rid of the baby thing, like, what's kind of the point of it? I guess just, to me, I, I feel know. like it would it would make him not want to be with her, but maybe she's just grasping at straws
0: yeah i guess i was kind of wondering is it going to be a thing where she strings it along and she's like i lost the baby yeah or i don't know or is she just trying to shake him down like i i'm not really sure that's
1: kind of what it feels like towards the end but we'll get we'll get there yeah so he says fine i will tell my wife about you and we'll be together
0: yep we'll be together
1: She's laying it on super thick, too. She's like, I love you. I want to have your baby. And like, we need to be together. And at this point, I'm just like, why are you doing? Why do you want him so bad? Like, I know. I don't get it, but whatever. I don't get
0: it either. She's got no chill. It's weird.
1: No. Back at the CUTV studio, it's the end of another broadcast and brandon and tracy have a little talk about how she she like threw in an extra segment and he didn't like it but they're kind of like joking about it yeah
0: an extra segment not even just like an extra phrase she's like roll that clip package i was like okay (laughs) is that how it works
1: so then he asks her if she would like to go to the after dark with him but she turns him down she says she's Mm. been looking forward to going by herself
0: yeah that sounds fun
1: yeah, super fun. <laughs> At the Alpha House, the Haunted House is in full swing. Good Kelly word. and Donna, their job, I guess, is to be on the microphone and just say spooky witch things into the yeah. microphone as kids walk through.
0: I got to say, Tori Spelling's got a good witch voice. Kelly, not yes. as well, but Tori <laughs> Spelling's is, is going I don't know well. why
1: they wouldn't just like pre-record it and hit play every time they yeah. walk through, but it's the 90s, so I guess it's... true. A- a little less honest. True.
0: Maybe they want to react to everybody who comes Yeah. In. Oh, look at this. Look at this ghost. Ah.
1: <laughs> Donna is telling Kelly about Cliff. She's like super smitten with him. He was in the Navy and, you know, she's just, he's there helping. And she's very uh, smitten with Cliff. Yes. Cliff is like in the actual haunted house, like popping up and scaring the kids. And he, he's like a headless horseman. Yes. And he does scare a kid like a little too much. And the kid runs out crying. So
0: yeah, but it's so minor. He's like, boo. And the kid's like this kid, they treat him like he's a kindergartner and he's like 11 years old, if anything. And he's just like (laughs) sobbing and like, can't go back in there. It's it's like a lot.
1: Yeah. So they follow him out. They calm him down. And Cliff has this idea to like help him not be scared. So he's going to, He's going to be the one scaring the other kids. Oh, okay. What a
0: good idea. What a a great message. (laughs) You upset others to make yourself feel better.
1: Yeah. Steve goes to Elite Escorts and he's looking through pictures of all these ladies that could be his date. And all he has to do is find someone he wants, pick their number, and say the correct number to the receptionist.
0: What could go wrong?
1: What could go wrong? That's all he has to do. Nothing. nothing As he's looking at this book, he like gets startled and drops it and they all like fall out all over the place. And he says he's supposed to say 176 is who he picked, but he accidentally says 167.
0: Oh, or the other way around. Was it? Whatever. He says the wrong number. He says the wrong number.
1: He says the wrong number. All right, we go to the love nest where Valerie has prepared dinner. But when Kenny shows up, all sad faced, he says he can't stay. Mm. Valerie is upset because he did not tell. What's his wife's name? Diane. Diane. He didn't tell Diane about them.
0: If you can't trust your manstress, who can you trust? You know, Valerie was relying on him.
1: And he says he can't do it because he just keeps thinking about his son. What's this mm-hmm. gonna do to his son? And she says, yeah. "Well, why is your son with her any more important than our son, our baby?" Uh, together, our baby.
0: yeah, yeah. Best case scenario, Valerie ends up with Kenny. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the best she can. That's hope what she for.
1: would get if if this goes her way. Ugh. So, they he once again brings up, "You can't keep this baby," like. Mm-hmm. Sorry.
0: Maybe you gotta, this, gotta go. It yeah. would ruin
1: this. So she says, fine, but it's going to cost you. He offers her 10 grand to have the abortion and, and to go on a vacation. A little vacation. vacation. A little vacation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she says that's not going to cut it. She wants 100 grand.
0: Yeah. She's like, I know what you're worth.
1: Yep. And he... Is like, no, you're going to take the 10 grand and be happy about it. And she says, well, try buying your wife off for 10 grand.
0: <laughs> it's a good point.
1: Back at the Alpha house, Alex is on the microphone now scaring all the kids, doing a great job with his witch voice. Yeah. And we have a little moment between Cliff and Donna where Cliff's, you know, she's just like, oh, he's so good with kids. Then we see like very quickly, Kelly and Mark... Like Mark is leaving, and they make plans to have dinner later and uh, have another kiss. So, everyone's getting cuddly.
0: Dinners and kissing.
1: At the Walsh House, Brandon doesn't have a date, but Steve is super excited about his date. And there's this like, you know, funny little Brandon Steve stuff where they're like, you know, riffing off each other, and he's like jumping down the stairs yeah. and like. It's very funny. It's,
0: it's good stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so he goes to the door. Uh oh. It's not the girl. Different lady. That he thought he had picked. That's right. What is her name? Tammy? Her name is Tam-
0: Tammy Ishida and she's like a translator. She says she's even...
1: a translator. Yeah.
0: Which, yeah. Which doesn't make any sense to me. Like I guess yeah. it's an escort service and translation service.
1: I know. She's like, I'm your Japanese translator. Here for the party. And he's like... In
0: full kimono. Yeah, full kimono. She says
1: she wore... It was her grandmother's and she thought it'd be fun to wear. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of like, uh, I'll call the office. Well, you can't call the office. They're closed. Can't I just come to the party with you? And he's like, all right, fine. All right. At Kelly, Donna, Claire's, Claire and Donna are getting ready for the... I guess they're all getting ready for the party. Yeah. uh, Kelly comes in and is talking about mark and she's like you know i've only ever loved brandon and dylan and mark seems to be this you know mashing together of the two of them so i guess like suck it steve suck it Colin.
0: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) only brandon and dylan that's right yeah so she's she's really falling for mark which again i haven't seen any red flags with mark that's true that's true all right, we go to the after dark. What is Steve's costume?
0: Yeah, it's, he's just got is like he a like face mask. The Lone
1: Ranger mixed with Elvis or something. I don't,
0: yeah, it is weird because he's got the Elvis pompadour and a mask. So and I, like I don't a know. full
1: white suit. I yeah. didn't really, I didn't really get it.
0: No, I don't. I don't fully get that either.
1: Claire arrives and she's wearing this like like Bob like uh, silver wig almost like very mm-hmm. white wig yeah. and a cute dress. And she's with Dick Harrison, of Dick course. Dick Harrison. Yeah. yeah. He's a dork. <laughs> so Steve points them out to Tammy and she's like, let's make her jealous. And she like rips off her kimono and has got this sexy black dress underneath. Uh-huh. Takes her hair down. And yep. Steve's like, oh, she's hot, I guess.
0: Yeah, she's all that. I was kind of shipping Tammy and Steve. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I,
1: didn't I liked it. it.
0: I liked what I was seeing.
1: Yep. Brandon is dressed up as Charlie Chaplin. That's the sexy outfit he went with.
0: It's real sexy.
1: Yeah, so Tracy arrives, and they say hi to each other, and then Tracy's like, well, do you want to hang out? (laughs) And he says, well, why didn't you just say yes to going with me in the first place? But I guess she thought he was only asking out of obligation.
0: Yeah, because Mark was pushing it, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and then we get this, like, weird thing oh well i guess it's not weird valerie's waiting for kenny right because kenny and some other guy are supposed to be coming to the yeah some
0: some investor i guess to see it yeah to see it like a full So she's
1: like you know up on the next level like surveying the party and she's like upset because kenny isn't there
0: at some point we have a nice just a brief little scene with her and david is that here because
1: it's coming up okay
0: whenever it happens i like it how about that
1: okay at back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Donna is there alone now waiting for Cliff to pick her up. And the lights are flickering. Cliff arrives and they are about to leave. But then all the power goes out. Like the whole city. It's like yeah. a blackout. All the power yeah. goes out. Which just happened in an episode of Gossip Girl I just watched. Ooh, I would like copycat. to Copycat. <laughs> and I was a little nervous because... I don't know. I was like, is something nefarious about to happen it with her and kind of Cliff of- alone yeah, in this dark apartment?
0: It did have some vibes.
1: Um, but it doesn't. They just have like a cute conversation about how he he used to be really scared of the dark and she used to be scared of the dark. But then one night she woke up from a bad dream and her dad peeked his head in to her room and she, didn't, she knew she didn't need to be scared anymore because no. her dad was there. Sure. Hate her outfit, by the way. I yeah. mean, like, the whole look. It's like a very skin-tight uh, dress, but she's doing that thing with her hair. And her yeah. eyes, she... I mean, maybe this is what she was going for, but her eyes are so dark. She looks like a ghoul.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah. So anyway, power comes back on, and they've had this cute little moment in the dark. At the after dark, Val is now very upset she's called kenny's number he's not answering and so she calls like information is like please put me through to this number yes
0: she like like valerie apparently works for the nsa because she calls and she's like this number has been busy i need you to cut into it yeah and they're, like, they're like oh it. okay sure yeah all right and so they go to do it they come back and they're like oh the number's been disconnected like the whole thing was like whoa all right yeah,
1: yeah. It's so like yeah. she was calling a
0: switchboard in 1958. <laughs> like, hello, please
1: hold. <laughs> so yeah, the number has been disconnected. Whoa. So Kenny's trying to make some space, I guess.
0: Which is like really stupid though, because so stupid. He they doesn't know work who he's together. With. They work together. She knows where his office is. Like she could get a hold of him any way that she wants. So what does he gain by pissing her off? Nothing. Not a hundred thousand dollars, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
1: Brandon is going to drive Tracy home because Tracy wants to leave early for some reason. So, She's so fun. Yeah, he's going to drive her. Mark and Kelly are also leaving and he's wants to take her to Paris. I don't know. Some, yeah, whatever. Some yeah. flirty line.
0: He's just like Dylan and Brandon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Valerie, that here's that little scene with oh, her yeah, and yeah. David where she asks... Yeah him to look after the club while she goes to handle this whole Kenny thing and um, yeah they have like a little moment together so yeah, I guess the like, two of them okay are cool and... yeah. yeah
0: I guess so yeah
1: Steve and Dick Harrison are just like staring each other down like Steve is just miserable mm-hmm. and Dick keeps looking over at him and like you know raising his glass and yeah. laughing at him cheers and... old
0: friend yes
1: <laughs> Claire and Tammy meet um in the line for the bathroom and it seems to me like escort rule number 1 would be never say you're an escort I would no think matter so. what the other person says I would think says. so. Yeah. But she she thinks that Claire knows that she's an escort like cuz she says to Claire, "Oh, I can, you know, he's really hung up on you." And Claire's like, did Steve pay you to say that? And she's like, oh, how did you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Not great, Tammy.
1: Yeah. So now Claire thinks that Tammy is just like just a straight a, like up a, prostitute. Straight, yeah, like just a hooker.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like Colin.
1: Yeah. So when she comes back from the bathroom, Steve and, and Dick are just like face to face in each other's face. And she comes over and is like, yeah, Steve's here with a hooker, everybody. Super, <laughs> super embarrassing for him. All right, we go to Tracy's dorm where Tracy invites Brandon in, but he like doesn't say yes right away. So she goes in, but then she comes right back out and she's like, "Let's start over. Do you want to come in?"
0: <laughs> He's like, "No."
1: Yeah. <laughs> he says, "No, but I will have a kiss goodnight." So kisses are goodnight.
0: Great. And is this their first couple.
1: is this their first kiss? Have they kissed well,
0: before? Well, they had that whole thing where it's like my mom always said you should thank someone with a kiss right. and they like kind of kiss each other but
1: (sighs) just so glad that that i know finally together finally
0: those two crazy kids
1: (laughs) all right we go to kenny's house where valerie shows up with a mysterious bag and she goes to the front door and i guess diane was just standing there waiting because immediately she opens the door yeah and she's like, "Oh, I recognize you. You're Valerie, right? You work yeah. you're one of Kenny's clients." We the, yeah, we
0: saw you at the beach club.
1: Yeah. And Valerie says, "This is for Kenny. He'll know what it means." And it's just a package of a diapers. Of diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Which and oh, Diane's oh, like, oh, "Kenny, what is this? Why are you you diapers?" Yeah. <laughs> Back at the Alpha house, Donna worries that maybe Kelly's moving a little too fast. I think this is the next morning.
0: It felt very rushed. It kind of felt yeah. like we were missing a chunk, but yeah.
1: So it's the next morning and everyone is like tearing down the haunted house. Yeah. So Donna thinks maybe Kelly's moving too fast. She didn't come home last night, but Ooh. she's like, we didn't do anything. We just like took a drive and hung out and all stuff. night. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And she she says that she really really likes Mark, so she's great. Definitely falling for him. Okay. Alex, little kid Alex, has come to help them clean up the haunted house. Oh. And this is where his mother, in a postal outfit, we don't yes. know if she's on her way to work or what. Her um, sure if
0: it was one heck of a party last <laughs> night.
1: She talks with Donna about like, oh, your boyfriend is so nice. And Donna's like, well, he's not my boyfriend. And she says, that's too bad. He's a super guy. Super. What a super guy. I know. At the Walsh house, um, Brandon and I think it's Brandon and Steve are talking. And he said, Brandon says that Tracy definitely has his attention. So things okay. might be going somewhere.
0: Thank goodness. Okay. Steve
1: says that things with Claire are hopeless. Not great. So, and Brandon's like, well, maybe it's for the best, you know, just move on with your life.
0: Yeah. I He's... wonder if at any point Claire's like, should I call Carl? Should I give <laughs> Carl a call? Because he is a prince and my mom was insistent that we marry.
1: Yeah. Steve is wearing. He's doing like a Bruce Springsteen impression with his yes. like super tight jeans and yeah. a it's a collared shirt but it's sleeveless. Yeah. It's like a green sleeveless collared shirt. It was just an interesting yeah. uh It
0: was it was outfit. a weird choice. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
1: So the doorbell rings and it's Claire. She came over to apologize because Nat set her straight about the escort service and yeah. She knows that Tammy was not a hooker.
0: (laughs) Not strictly speaking a hooker.
1: And she even called Tammy's boss just to like brag on her about how great she was.
0: Above and beyond. That's great.
1: Yep. And this is very interesting. So Claire says, I don't want to go back to the way things were with the two of us. Let's just have an open relationship. Right. Where I'm dating you, but I can also date other people. Yeah, and Steve's Steve's, like, I don't
0: want to date other people. Are we? Are are you proposing a thruple? He's like, Do we all go out together?
1: Yeah, he's very not open to it. And she's like, You are so immature. Why won't you just be in an open relationship with me? (laughs) It's it's very interesting because I feel like this is like a role reversal. It is. I feel like Steve would be super excited. Yeah. For an open relationship. Yeah. And. Claire would be like, you're disgusting. Yeah. So it's interesting. And then she's like telling him he's uh, immature. I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, I was fully on Steve's side at this point, but I think it kind of made sense to me because Steve is like notoriously jealous. So like he would want to date other people, but for her to want to date other people is like, he can't handle that.
1: Right. Yeah. But it still
0: was kind of when Steve was like, no, I just want you and I to be in a committed relationship. I don't want to date other people. And she's like, how dare you? (laughs) Grow up.
1: Yeah, grow up, Steve. We go to the love nest for maybe the last time with the way things are going. We'll see. Kenny's there waiting for Valerie, and he is steaming mad. Mm -hmm. He's like, it took me over an hour to calm Diane down. How could you do that?
0: Yeah, okay. He says, thanks to your ironic little stunt. And in my mind, I'm like, it's like rain. But I think he means moronic.
1: Because uh. there's nothing
0: ironic about it. <laughs> I think he yeah. meant moronic and they just left it in because. Maybe.
1: You know. Maybe. So he's ready to be done with this whole thing. He's like, Pickle. here's a check for 100 grand. Get rid of the baby. Do whatever you want, but we're done. Yeah. And Valerie's like, fine. I guess we're done. Mm. She, and she takes the check and he leaves and she is so happy she's just like yes this was my plan all along to get a hundred grand out of this guy it's
0: crazy it's really crazy i just i don't like making valerie pathetic and i feel like that's what they've been doing and now this is sort of feels like classic valerie but it also i do not get the trajectory that she's been on i guess
1: yeah i don't get it either i think she really did want to be with him but i think maybe at some point she just decided the, if this isn't gonna work, I'm gonna get yeah I'm gonna get something out of him.
0: I, yeah, and I would buy that. I just don't think they've made that clear up to this point and I don't yeah. really know when the switch happened. you know
1: man, Valerie is so good at getting large amounts of money. He is. Then this is a very interesting ending for the episode, but the last little scene here is Mel calls David. In tears. In tears at the hospital. And he says, David, your grandpa died. Just like very suddenly he collapsed and they could not revive. They couldn't save him and he died. Yeah. And so then like David's crying and Mel's crying. And that's like the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty good cry acting for. I wrote the same thing
0: down. I thought he did a good job. I wish that we'd seen that grandpa again since that early episode because you know they they were like cool hip grandparents and it was kind of nice to see um not to nitpick again but two scenes back to back mel says your grandpa had a heart attack or whatever while helping your mother in from the store but it's like this is mel's david's parents are not married david's mother would not be with david's father's family so i did think did
1: he say that
0: he said mother and i think he meant grandmother but he said mother so it's like two weird little bloopers huh. i feel like
1: interesting because there's That's no
0: reason why David's mom would be there. no
1: definitely not
0: so definitely. and he doesn't mean Jackie you know what I mean so right. it's just like it has to be a mistake anyway anyway yeah. all right Kendra what was your 902 snap
1: oh man you know there were just there were several yeah I think maybe I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna give it to the diapers how about that I was
1: also gonna say the
0: diapers, diapers. yeah, yeah
1: all right verdict
0: scene. verdict on the episode
1: um i liked this one more yeah. than i've liked the last couple for sure yeah um i'm liking you know i i don't know we'll see where they go with cliff because donna has had the worst luck but yeah he seems nice he's yeah. super good looking
0: <laughs> i yeah. just
1: want donna to be happy so we'll see um i like kelly and mark Still not liking Brandon and Tracy, but whatever. We'll see what happens with with Steve and Claire. Yep. Um, but I thought this was an interesting like interesting to watch. Things things were happening. Yep. Um and you know, Valerie back to just like the pure chaos that we know and love.
0: I would like her to be out of this plot line and interacting with the others again. I also like that's my hope at this point. But, I would yeah, like that I, I, as well I think we're pretty much on the same page with this episode
1: yeah
0: All right. well uh, you can catch me every other week on this Endorian Life with Star Wars podcast and this episode is dropping on Star Wars Day so it's a perfect time <laughs> to pop over to the other feed because we just did a, uh, a crossover book club with How's Things where we talked about Beth Rivas' book The Princess and the Scoundrel a Han and Leia book and we went deep so <laughs> take a listen what about you Kendra where are you these days?
1: I'm Miss MissMuseBox91 on Twitter, and I'm also the co-host of the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where we talk about 90s music. We're about to talk about our 100th episode, which I still will not say what we're going to talk about. Okay. All um, right. No
0: sizzle. All right.
1: Yeah. But be on the lookout for that.
0: Okay. Well, then we'll be back here next time talking about Season 7, Episode 8, The Things We Do for Love.
1: Nick, may the fourth be with you.
0: (laughs) Oh, thank you, Kendra. And also with you.